There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Vice Magazine podcast, your definitive guide to enlightening information. It's that time of the year again, the release of our 11th annual fiction issue. The entire magazine is dedicated to celebrating the art of fiction by showcasing the exclusive works of 16 authors, including Tim Parks, Atessa Moshveg, Joyce Carol Oates, Alexia Arthurs, David Shields, and many more. For the issue, author Elena Graydon provided us with a new short story called The Padded Attacker. In the story, the man who plays the part of the attacker at a self-defense class is surprised when a woman who recently broke up with him shows up for the weekend workshop. I don't want to give too much away. You can read the full story on Vice.com. But in today's episode, Elena stopped by the office to talk about the piece, her writing process, and more. Elena, your story in our fiction issue is called The Padded Attacker. Can you give us just a quick synopsis of what it's about? The Padded Attacker is from the perspective of a volunteer assailant in a self-defense workshop. And he's done it a bunch of times before for years and years. He's friends with the dojo owners. But this weekend is different because one of the women who signed up to take the class is a woman who he dated and who recently broke up with him, and he's not expecting to see her in the workshop. And over the course of the day, um, they have some strange encounters that kind of culminate in a confrontation in the parking lot out back afterwards. So sexual assault is obviously a huge topic in the media right now. So I was curious if this piece was influenced by what's going on right now. It's interesting that the timing has coincided because it actually was not influenced by what's happening in the media. Unfortunately, misogyny and sexual assault and harassment are always really timely. And I started writing this story about two years ago. And I actually, as a teenager, I was in one of these self-defense workshops um, in North Carolina where the story is set. And so... I had been thinking about writing this story for a long time, and I just wanted it to be a kind of self-contained, continuous scene. And I had to revise it a few times. I got the input of some trusted friends and readers. And it just so happened that the publication coincided with all of these events that seem really salient. And so what is your writing process like? I'm always curious, as someone who is definitely not and never will be a fiction writer, how do you come up with these characters or how do you set these scenes? Like, how does that work in your head? 
The process with this story was a little different than it usually is for me. And part of what I do is I write a draft and then ask a few friends to read it and give me their feedback. And this character was a little bit more monstrous when I first wrote this story. And I think that because there's this idea of someone who's trying to sort of be an ally but failing in various ways, intentional and unintentional, a lot of the feedback that I got was make him less monstrous, make his actions sort of within the range of the kinds of assaults and harassments that we're seeing reported on in the media so much more that are kind of really ambiguous. Can you tell us more about the main character? Yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason that I was getting this reaction from friends to make him less of a villain is that there's not that much we can learn from villains. And he was sort of cartoonishly evil. And I really had to practice a form of empathy to inhabit a character that although he does things that I find really objectionable and hard to relate to, that there's still something that could maybe be learned from his actions. And right now, I have a lot of empathy for men in my life, so many wonderful men in my life, but for men in my life who are struggling with this question of how to be an ally and how to not perform sort of questionable actions and who are reflecting back on things they may have said or things they may have done in the past that they have some remorse about and how we can learn from that and move forward because you know I also have things that I regret saying and doing and if my thoughts and actions were under a microscope in the way that this characters are if my inner monologue or telegraph to the rest of the world there would be a lot of things that I would be embarrassed about and ashamed of and trying to sort of inhabit what an actual person who does some bad things is like was a more difficult but more compelling exercise than describing the actions and the thoughts of someone who I didn't actually have much interest in learning anything from. Do most of your stories or your writing come from sort of moments that sort of happened in your life that you take and then expand on? Or was this a one-off that it happened to be connected in a small way, but most of them are just sort of completely separate from your life. I know that some fiction writers are really good at just inventing things completely whole cloth. And I never had an experience that mirrors what's portrayed. But the fiction writer Alice Monroe says that you need a little starter dough from real life. And I definitely feel that that's true for me as well. And my first novel is very fantastical. It imagines a language virus that spreads from machines to human beings. So fortunately, nothing like that has kind of happened in reality yet. But I do find that I draw from some biographical material in writing my work. So your first book was called The Word Exchange, and it came out in 2014. So what are you working on now? I believe you're working on a second novel. And is that related at all to your previous book or related to this story? So the second novel that I'm working on now is actually radically different from my first novel. I think I needed sort of a corrective from the dystopia and from escapism. I think right now, culturally and politically, I'm tired of escaping into fantasy and need some ballast in the real world. And I ended up writing a short autobiographical novel that actually has the political election 
from 2016 as its backdrop, and it just describes one very difficult season in my life. Interesting. Can you tell us any more about when it's coming out or the title, or is that still under wraps? So I'm still revising it right now. A bunch of writer friends of mine have given me some notes, and I've revised it once, and I'm hoping to revise it over the winter break. And then with luck, it'll go out in January, and we'll see from there. The Vice Magazine podcast is a production of Vice Media. This episode was produced and edited by Sophie Kazis. For more info on the podcast or how to subscribe to the magazine, visit vice.com. And be sure to subscribe to the Vice Magazine podcast on Apple Podcasts, Acast, or any podcast app you use. I'm Ellis Jones, and I'd like to give a special thanks to Elena Graydon. We'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.